Welcome to our mindfulness podcast. Each week or so, we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. We will begin with sitting meditation. Find yourself a comfortable place to sit, either in a chair or on the floor. On the floor, you may prefer to sit on a cushion with your legs crossed or folded beneath you. On a chair, sit without leaning back with your feet planted evenly and comfortably on the floor. Sit comfortably erect with shoulders back and your spine straight. Rock back and forth and then side to side to find your center. Your head should also be straight with your eyelids lowered but not closed. Focus on a point a few feet in front of you. Your face should be relaxed as you breathe quietly. Hands can be placed in several positions. In the classic mode, rest your left hand in your right hand, with thumbs touching and comfortably laid against your abdomen. Or you can touch thumbs and forefingers together and rest them on your thighs with palms up. Another option may be to fold your hands on top of each other on your lap. The key is to find a position that is comfortable and that can be maintained in stillness during the meditation session. While sitting, try focusing on your breath, counting them to 10. Breathe in, one. Breathe out, two. Breathe in, three, and so forth. You may find distractions such as the sounds around you or your own thoughts. If that happens, observe them, acknowledge them, and then let them go. Begin counting your breaths again from one. We will begin and end each session at the sound of a bell. At the end of this first session, you will be asked to place your hands together in gasho and bow. Gasho means putting your hands together and bowing in an expression of gratitude. You may choose to intone the words Namo Amidabutsu as you gasho. We will begin our first seated meditation session at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu, Namo Amidabutsu. Take a moment to stretch your legs, and we will have standing meditation. The feet should be about shoulder width apart, with the knees bent slightly. Upper body position is the same. Back straight and centered, shoulders relaxed. Eyes half open. Standing in this way is a reminder that we can extend this way of being to our life when we're not engaged in meditation per se. We might be having to wait for someone to arrive or wishing some person would help us. They don't seem to be interested in our problem. Instead of becoming upset and agitated, we can have a moment of standing meditation.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 We will begin our second seated meditation. Please be seated. You can resume your former position. Again, back straight, eyes lowered, hands resting comfortably in your lap, legs crossed or sitting in a chair. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts, Namo Amida Buts. We will begin uh, sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Uh, most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us, uh, we're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose. And that's why uh, each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles uh, represent bells uh, for the chant leader to ring. So we always begin a sutra chant with two bells. Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing uh, from one section to another. And then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters, and each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character, and it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor. So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U, and they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then uh, you'll see uh, italicized lines. Uh, those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlying character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character. Uh, this is a form of meditation. Uh, rather than silent meditation, we're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it uh, without realizing it. All right, we're going to chant uh, Jusege on page 39. Jusege is another poem or verse that can be found in the larger sutra. First, you have the Sambutsuge, then you have the 48 vows by the aspiring student claiming and proclaiming his desire to seek Buddhahood. And then after that, Jusege stands for repeated vows. So three of these 48, he considers to be the essence of his practice, and he repeats these three vows. And again, italicized lines are leader lines, open circles are bells, underlines are a beat and a half, and that means the next kanji character or sound is going to get a, a half beat. And we chant down the first column, reading left to right, and then down the second column, reading left to right. And then as we get about two-thirds of the way down the second column, you'll see that line has all underscores on it. Ko, ku, sho, ten, nin, to, u, chin, myo, ke. So we're slowing down. I've mentioned before that the first two bells means we're beginning a chant. And then that single bell there means that we're changing section. And it's a little bit like a train. You start out chanting slow, you speed up, 
and then you come into the station and slow down. And then we do Namo Amidabatsu, as we do on all of our chanting. And then we end with the Ekoku. Dangon Cho Oh.
Please join me in God's show. Namandats, 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 Namandats. This is Reverend Marvin Harada, Bishop of the BCA. My message today is titled Transcending Worldly Wishes. We often chant the Jusege in our services. I love the first line of the Jusege. It goes, Ga gon cho se gan. Let me explain this one line from the Jusege. To begin with, we have to know the context of the Jusege. The Jusege is a short song or poem that appears in the larger sutra of immeasurable life, one of the three main sutras of Shin Buddhism. The sutras are the sermons of Shakyamuni Buddha. In this particular sutra, Shakyamuni Buddha tells a profound story to express his innermost heart of enlightenment. The hero of the story, the, the Luke Skywalker, if you will, of the larger sutra, is a bodhisattva by the name of Dharmakara. Shakyamuni Buddha expresses his own heart through the fictional character of Dharmakara. In the line, Gagon Cho Se Gan, Dharmakara expresses his deepest wish to first become a Buddha, an enlightened one, and second, as a Buddha, to liberate or save all beings from a life of suffering, from the world of samsara. This wish is something that transcends worldly wishes. In our unenlightened life, we have many worldly wishes. We might wish for a new car, or a bigger home, or maybe to win the lottery. Others might wish for their dream job, to meet the love of their life, or maybe to make a hole in one. There is nothing wrong with those wishes. We all have them at various phases of our life. But Dharmakara does not ask for such worldly wishes. Dharmakara specifically expresses a wish that transcends, that is beyond such worldly wishes. What does this mean? Right now, with the coronavirus, doctors, nurses, and medical staff are on the front lines of the battle in the war against this virus. Daily, they risk their own lives, exposing themselves to potentially getting it themselves, but yet they work to save the lives of others. Let's say there are two nurses going to work at the hospital, Nurse A and Nurse B. Nurse A became a nurse because the pay was good and there was a demand for nurses. Nurse A goes to the hospital and thinks, they give me too many patients to take care of. These doctors are too demanding. I should be getting paid more for all that I'm doing. Gee, isn't it quitting time yet? Oh no, four more hours on my shift. Nurse B, on the contrary, became a nurse because of a deep wish to heal the sick. Nurse B dives into work, helping this patient and that patient, helping this doctor and that doctor, working tirelessly throughout the day. Finally, at the end of the day, Nurse B looks at their watch and thinks, Is it time to go home already? But there are still so many patients to care for. I will work a little more and then go home. Thankfully, we have many nurses and doctors like Nurse B, for whom their work is not just a job, but they are fulfilling their deep wish of life, to heal the sick 
to care for the sick, to save lives. Having a deep wish for your life can apply to any occupation. Right now, so many occupations are so important in keeping all of us safe and alive. Farmers aren't raising crops just for the money, but they are feeding the world. Truck drivers are making it possible for us to receive the food in the stores. Store workers risk their lives to keep food and supplies on the shelves for all of us. May we find our own deepest wish of life, something that transcends worldly wishes. When we discover that, then our life is always meaningful, always gratifying, and always fulfilling. Number one, we double two. Number one, we double two. Number one, we double two. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This program is copyright 2022 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved.